Hello and welcome. You are listening to Desperate Acts of Capitalism, a podcast about money, marketing, and how it all goes wrong. Join us on our magical journey through a wonderland of burning money. I'm Evan Swope. And I'm C.T. Kelly. All right. My turn. Woohoo! I have titled my portion of this episode as The Mystery Barge. Hmm. <clears throat> We, we begin with a fantastic piece of investigative reporting by Daniel Terdeman for CNET in 2013. <clears throat> Something big and mysterious is rising from a floating barge at the end of Treasure Island, a former Navy base in the middle of San Francisco Bay. It's unclear what's inside the structure, which stands about four stories high and was made with a series of modern cargo containers. The same goes for when it will be unveiled, but the big tease has already begun. Locals refer to it as the secret project. After going through lease agreements, tracking a, con a contact tied to the project on LinkedIn, talking to locals on Treasure Island, and consulting with experts, it's all but certain that Google is the entity that is building the oh, massive no. structure that's in plain sight. But it's behind tight security. Of course. Could the structure be a seafaring data center? One expert who was shown pictures of the structure thinks so, especially because being on a barge provides easy access to a source of cooling, as well as an inexpensive source of power, the sea. And even more tellingly, Google was granted a patent in 2009 for a floating data center, and putting data centers inside shipping containers is already a well-established practice. But whether the structure is in fact a floating data center is hard to say for sure. Of course, since Google's not talking, but Google, understandably, has a history of putting data centers in places with cheap cooling, as well as undertaking odd and unexpected projects like trying to bring internet access to developing nations via balloons and blimps, <laughs> which is something they actually did. Wow. It's also possible to tell that from imagery and by visiting Treasure Island that whatever was under construction in the area outside Hangar 3 has since been moved to a floating barge alongside the pier adjacent to the property, which is off-limits to the public and guarded by private security. Like, they actually hired private security to guard this thing. Like, like with guns? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, it's like, Treasure Island is a military base. It's mm -hmm. like, there's the island is already crawling with people carrying assault rifles. Right. It's, like, this was like, if you actually see the pictures, it's kind of scary. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like something out of, like, a dystopian sci-fi novel. The barge is 250 feet long, 72 feet wide, and 16 feet deep. It was built in 2011 in Belchasse by CNC Marine and Repair. Its registration number is BAL0010. Behind it is a perfect view of the new eastern span of San Francisco Bay. On top is a four-story tall modular building made from what appears to be shipping containers and sporting a 12 tall white spires that look like they could be anything from masts to flagpoles to antennas. The containers each have three narrow slits for windows, and there's a stairway on the northeast corner that goes from ground level to the top. There's also one container on the side that slants into the ground at a 45 degree angle, wrapped mostly in dark netting. The structure doesn't reveal what's inside. Hmm. Joel Agin, the principal at, Cargo, at Cargotecture, which designs custom cargo container buildings, said the structure looks like a data center. 
Quote, the cutouts in the long walls of the containers, when they line up, they make hallways, Egan said. You could put all sorts of mainframes into those containers. It doesn't have enough windows for an office building. Aiken also said that putting a data center on a barge would provide access to abundant water, a key for cooling large numbers of servers. Mm. Asked if the theoretical concept of a floating data center made practical sense, Jonathan Kumi, a Stanford research fellow and expert on data centers, responded by listing a number of advantages such a system would offer, although salt water could be problematic as a cooling source, he mm. said. It's a surmountable problem. Quote, it wouldn't surprise me at all, Kumi said, before seeing any pictures of the project on the barge. Quote, if there were a bunch of containers and it turned out to be a data center. After being shown pictures of the barge, however, Kumi said that there was nothing conclusive in them to indicate that it was a data center. Hmm. Time Magazine, for one, thought so much of the concept that, named, that it named Google's idea one of the, quote, best inventions of 2008. Wow. The structure being built on the barge could easily be following just this concept, and it could be well that the answer to this article, which pondered, what happened to Google's floating data center? <laughs> Google has not confirmed any projects on Treasure Island, which is owned by the U.S. Navy and is subleased by the city of San Francisco, but ample evidence suggests that the company is behind whatever's going on inside Hangar 3 and on the barge at the southeastern end of the island. When asked by CNET, Treasure Island Director of the Island Operations, Miriam Seaz, said that Google has not released, has not leased Hangar 3. She said that a company called By and Large LLC was the new major tenant of the building. If that sounds familiar, yes, it, it is exactly the same as the evil megacorporation from Wally. By and Large By and Superstore, large. which is like a parody of an evil corporation. Yeah, it's literally like a. Well, and the thing is, is that by and large is very clearly like a combination of Apple and Walmart. Yeah, right. That now runs the universe. Right. By and large has a minuscule online profile and no clear ties to Google. The lease, provided by Sayas, identifies two men, Mike Darby and Kenneth Yee, as by and large's official representatives, as well as a phone number for the Delaware Registered Company. Darby told me that he wasn't associated with by and large. Yee, who is the signatory on the lease, couldn't be reached for comment. So, so it's like um, the two men that own the lease for this company, they asked this guy, Mike Darby, and he's like, I'm not associated with that company. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but you signed the lease yeah. for them. Even so, a former Google employee who requested anonymity said it, quote, makes perfect sense that the tech giant would be would set up an innocuous LLC to officially run a big stealth project. Sayas said that a man named Tim Brandon was the point of contact for by and large and provided a phone number. Punch in the, dig the digits provided for Sayas, and you'll hear, thank you for calling Google. The number, is, <laughs> the number you dialed is no longer in service. In addition, Brandon's LinkedIn profile identified his current position as, quote, Senior Transaction Manager, CBRE, at Google. <laughs> and his top responsibility as, quote, Lead and Manage All Acquisition and Disposition Activity for Google's Silicon Valley Profile. <laughs> well, not great job uh, yeah, covering no. up your, your tracks there, Google, but until I can until I contacted them, that is. After I messaged him through LinkedIn, he sent me an email earlier this week without getting a response. Brandon's profile now lists his current position as just CBRE and his top responsibility as 
lead and manage all acquisition and disposition and activity for Silicon Valley portfolio. So he literally just went in and deleted the Googles. Worker at company. <laughs> CBRE is short for CB Richard Ellis, which identifies itself as, quote, the world's largest commercial real estate services firm, servicing owners, investors, and occupiers. Which sounds like, like you're occupying a country. Yeah. A CBRE spokesperson company uh, spokesperson confirmed Brandon's employment, but said that the company doesn't talk about clients. However, CBRE's website lists Brandon as located in Mountain View, California, home to Google's headquarters and no CBRE offices. It's like, this is where Google is. No other businesses are here. By and large is both the official Hangar 3 tenant and the owner of the barge. An online document showed that by and large is the owner of the freight barge that holds the structure. A representative at CNC Marine and Repair, which built the barge, told me that a vessel like BAL 0010 is capable of going, quote, anywhere the owner can take it, including open water. That suggests that whatever is being built on the barge could well be intended for waters beyond Treasure Island and San Francisco. Hmm. Even without a formal link to Google, I did find less official and persuasive evidence. A woman who works at the Oasis Cafe, down the street from Hangar 3, said that she frequently served people wearing Hangar 3 badges who paid with Google credit cards. <laughs> she also said that whatever's been going inside the building and on the barge is very hush-hush on the island, and that even people she suspected are Google employees, quote, don't know what they're working on. <laughs> Which, reading this, I was like, I was like... That's right, Batman. It's me. <laughs> it's the hipster drifter. <laughs> takes off a mask. Right. Hops up onto the counter and vaults over his vaults over the journalist's head. Don't let her get away. <laughs> we are going to go see if Google's plans will hold water. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like, throws a smoke bomb that smells like coffee. I'll get you, hipster grifter! <laughs> when I met someone working in a section of Hangar 3 that's separate from the main part of the building, and inquired what building it was, the man asked who I was looking for. I answered, quote, Google. And without hesitating, he said I needed to go to the main entrance a bit further down. <laughs> the entrance was manned by a security guard and two other cameras mounted above the entryway. A security supervisor turned me away when I asked to visit Google or talk to Tim Brandon. <laughs> Upon returning to Hangar 3 a couple days later with a CNET photographer, photographer, we were watched closely by two people, including one with a comically large set of binoculars. <laughs> and then in the article, there's a picture of two people, both look to be nerds in their early 20s, one, and one has this, like, really, really big pair of binoculars. <laughs> there's something hilarious about, like, an item that's just slightly too big. <laughs> But it's, like, these two, like, the two guys that were, like, watching them in this, like, heavily guarded secret construction facility, guarded by private security, being subleased by the U.S. Navy. Yeah. And they're both, like, the scrawniest-looking yeah. nerds. Right. <laughs> like. Like, sent to intimidate you. Right, right. They're, like, like doing the, the yeah. two fingers thing. <laughs> they're, like, go get a wedgie or something, you idiots. <laughs> okay. On November 6, 2013, Google commented for the first time, sending an email statement to several news outlets stating, 
Although it's still early days and things may change, we're exploring the barge as an interactive space where people can learn about new technology. The next day, the San Francisco Chronicle published a set of documents obtained under the Freedom of Information Act from the Port of San Francisco, which confirmed the use of Treasure Island Barge as a, quote, temporary technology exhibit space by yeah. By and Large LLC. Google envisioned it to be an, quote, unprecedented artistic structure adorned with, quote, giant sails to be moored for a month at a time <laughs> at sites around the San Francisco Bay Area to, quote, drive visitation to the waterfront. Later, the barge would be sailed to San Diego and other West Coast ports. So they're envisioning it, envisioning it as like a mobile showroom, right? right. But it, and it's this like weird. It looks like just a big square on a barge. It's giving me major Scientology, uh, it, Sea Org vibes. Yeah, yeah. On July 31st, 2014, the Portland Press-Herald reported that at least one of the barges has been sold and that the superstructure was being scrapped. <laughs> there were four of these things. Right. In November of 2014, the Wall Street Journal and other news media outlets reported that the Google Barge Project had been canceled due to costs associated with meeting the federal maritime safety regulations. The reports indicate that this decision occurred in the fall of 2013, even as Google continued to release statements that the project was still in its early days. <laughs> so, here's the kicker here. Like, a lot of, it was really hard to find information about the Google, the barges themselves. Yeah. Like, how much they cost, or why they were even rejected. Right. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't for the life of me find out why the project was scrapped. Mm. And I don't know anything about maritime safety regulations, so I asked my friend Sam Dow, better known as artist slash illustrator Charmingly Antiquated, <laughs> an experienced professional sailor and midshipman, about whether or not this barge would be an effective office building slash showroom, and here's what she said. Wow, so you're actually talking to an expert on this. Yeah, I actually talked to him because I could not figure it out, and I was like, hang on, I know a midshipman, I should ask her. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam. A barge would need very regular stops for fuel, water, food, recharging the battery if it doesn't run. But the engine but the engine enough to do so with the engine alone. But like you could have it as a place of business, yeah? What about that would cause issues? Well, I'm not sure. It just seems like it would be dangerous if there was like a storm or something. <laughs> Sam. It depends entirely on where it is. In a very sheltered port, it should be okay. Uh, what about San Francisco? Assuming it's boat-shaped primarily and not like a slab of office on a flat base ready to catch the wind, I'm afraid I don't know San Francisco well enough to tell you. Me. That's what it is. It's a big square box welded to a barge. <laughs> that could be dangerous, yeah, because the flat side would catch the wind and destabilize it dramatically. Still, might be okay if it was somewhere very sheltered. For example, there's a restaurant in my harbor that's on an old ferry barge. It's been there for decades, and it's fine, but it's still, you know, boat-shaped. <laughs> Vaguely boat-shaped. Me. It's basically a 4 by 4 by 6 box made of shipping containers welded together into a big square. Sam. Hmm. I, I think it also has a hydroelectric generator. Sam. I don't know, honestly. If it, if it was in a very protected area, it might be okay. But on the other hand, people don't do that for a reason. <laughs> You'd probably be better off looking at cruise ships. Well, what's the reason? As far as the sheer height and size, check out where they 
check out where they dock and how they're stabilized. The reason is that you want to end up with something that wants to capsize and isn't safe to take you anywhere, so you might as well just put it on solid ground. <laughs> Me. Right, right. Which brings us to my second question. Are there any significant differences between running a business that's a boat rather than on land that you know of? Like upsides or downsides? Sometimes like a cruise ship or a shipping tanker would be a better comparison, but that might be a bigger boat than you're imagining. I'm afraid I only really know I only really know tall ships though. I I honestly have no idea. The restaurant I mentioned operates like any other restaurant. I don't know what effect that would have on tax slash property side of things. The only other businesses that operate on boats that I'm aware of are boats, and that's inseparable from the business. Mm. Right, right. I don't know if there are any significant differences to nautical law. Sam, it shouldn't be nautical law in that case, unless they intend to actually operate it like a boat. In which case, I would, it would need to meet Coast Guard standards. Which, me, which this office barge would be. Sam. They'd be taking paid passengers or operating as a merchant marine because I think there are different rules for both And I'm afraid again. I'm not sure what they are beyond beyond the tall ship side Would they be leaving the dock looking into the Coast Guard regulations for passenger slash merchant vessels might be useful again? I don't really think the office building would actually meet those checklists because it's a lot of things like stability, maneuverability, to be considered operable. So you may need to bend the rules anyway. Is this for a story? Me. It was a private vessel. No, I'm doing research for an episode of, of Desperate Acts of Capitalism. <laughs> this is a thing that a company actually built. Sam. Wait, what? <laughs> there is no way that this is Coast Guard approved. What the fuck? God, I have no idea what the rules would be for a private vessel. I'm so fucking intrigued. They actually moved this around, like place to place? When? Holy shit. I literally thought this was fictional. Fuck, how would they do that with zoning? I legitimately can't begin to guess. I'm reeling. Are there pics this of this poor misbegotten thing? I was so sure that this was for a story that the revelation that it wasn't fictional hit me like a semi. I show Sam a picture. It's, okay, I can see what they're going for. <laughs> It's more stable than what I was imagining. Still wretched, though. <laughs> I don't know if it would be alright in an open ocean, but it could probably move around coastal waters without an issue. So what's involved in getting Coast Guard approved? I don't know much about anything like that, to be honest, but your boats... But for your boats, it has to do with things like safety gear, safety gear, P PFDs, available entrances, and how well they're marked, like the crew running drills making sure that you have all the certificates and paperwork and safety placards up to date and displayed. Every compartment inspected, I don't know how that changes for other types of vessels. Man overboard drills, fire drills, abandoned ship drills. The captain has to have a valid captain's license and the mate and has a mate license, if there is a mate, appropriate for where the boat is going, coastal, inland, offshore. You'd have to look up the regulations for whatever. For whatever it's classified as, the criteria should be public. Thank you, that helps a lot. So I did. According to Volume 46 of the Code of Federal Regulations, Chapter 178, the requirements for seaworthiness are almost comically broad. It is a ridiculously low bar. It's literally shit like, the vessel can operate in open water. It's like, the vessel can turn without taking on water. It's literally shit like, the vessel has a captain. Right. It's like... The vessel can be on the water and move 
in different directions without exploding or yeah, causing that, a mass catastrophe. That's literally it. Like <laughs> literally the most stri- the most stringent regulation for seaworthiness is the ability to make like a 40 degree turn without taking on too much water. Right. Like it's like that and your boat has to be able to drain water at a specific rate if it does take on water. Mm. Like it has to be able to drain water. That's it. Right. And so I was like, okay, emails obtained... This is from uh, Kevin Montgomery for, for Gawker in 2014. Mm-hmm. Emails obtained by the journal indicate that Google had low expectations for their buoyant <laughs> boutique. The company told the Coast Guard that only 1,200 customers a day were expected to be on board the structure, but regulators were still concerned people would have to jump overboard <laughs> in a fire. <laughs> Quote, I'm unaware of any measures you plan to use to actually limit the number of passengers. The Coast Guard's Robert uh, Gavin wrote in the March 2013 email about fire safety. He criticized the effort by Google's, he criticized the effort by Google to, to seek quick approvals. Quote, while I understand that there's a sense of urgency, I'm concerned that significant work has already been performed without the full consent of the Coast Guard. <laughs> Like, Google was literally dropping millions of dollars on this shit, like, fully aware that there were regulations, and then just not giving a shit. Like, just building it anyway. (laughs) To obtain approval, Google went with the dependable method of dazzling officials, but unlike... The easily impressed politicians, seaside regulators, were not swayed by Silicon Valley splendor. (laughs) Google wooed government officials, including organizing field trips. Quote, the good folks at Google want to give us a tour of the barge that's currently under construction at Treasure Island, wrote Rich Hillis, executive director of the nonprofit Fort Mason Center to the National Park Service Managers. They can, (laughs) quote, they can pick us up in a special Google speedboat. <laughs> that says Google on it. Right. It's like, I love how easily impressed this guy yeah. is. It's like, they got a fast boat. Yeah. <laughs> and the nice let... folks over at Google showed me a real good time. Yeah. It's like, again, and this guy is like the manager of a nonprofit association for regional park national service managers. <laughs> like, it's like, that's, that's an organization that has like 12 people in it or right. something. It's like... But the fire safety issue remained unresolved. Quote, the vessel's design doesn't incorporate certain fire safety features typically required. The Coast Guard wrote on August 22nd, adding, quote, we cannot determine if evacuation of disabled persons has even been considered. Which it hasn't. (laughs) No. And, okay, I went back and I found, like, the fire safety regulations. Uh It's literally shit like... It's literally shit like you can't store flammable things next to like open flames. It's like you have to have fire extinguishers on board. They are comically like ridiculously right. low bars. Yeah. <laughs> Concerns about the barge's safety were raised in early 2013, months before CNET first discovered the, quote, big and mysterious structure parked off San Francisco's Treasure Island. Six days after the media reports began swirling, the Coast Guard officials privately admitted to themselves that they screwed up big time by agreeing to keep it a secret. (laughs) It's like, why did they agree to that in the first place? Because Google told them to? I literally think they, they underestimated Google's hubris here. They're like, oh, that's, it's like, it's cool of them to give us like a tour. Like, I don't think, well, and part of it was, I don't think, it's like, 
they weren't really swayed by Google, like, giving them a tour and everything, yeah. which was clearly supposed to be a sort of wink-wink, nudge-nudge, yeah, you'll they... look the other way on our regulations. And these guys were like, ah, oh, how fun. And they didn't really, like, 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 oh, this is fun. But uh, we still got to, like, do our jobs, you know? <laughs> and Google's like, wait, why? We gave you a tour. Remember we did all those nice things for you? We showed you the fun speedboat? <laughs> we gave you peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah, and, and then the, the regulators were like, yeah, but you can't, like, kill people. Yeah. Like, all this stuff is there so you don't, like, kill people. <laughs> it's like, if there was a fire on board, everyone would die or jump into the open ocean. Right. It's like, we can't just look past it. It's like... But we gave you a tour, guys. We showed you our fun speedboat. It's like, we don't deny the tour was very nice, but, you know, we still have standards. Right. You have to not set people on fire, yeah. Google. Google's like, what? But, but, but the tour. It's like, okay, you got to stop saying tour, Google. So how much did this little experiment cost? The Press Herald reported that the Portland Barge had an an assessed value of $40 million. That's just one barge. Yeah, Google does not care. <laughs> Previously, CNET reported that the San Francisco barge had cost $35 million to date. So what happened to them? BAL0001, sold. No superstructure. Container outfit and assembly was started at time of sale. BAL0010, sold. The barge has th this is the barge that attracted all the media coverage. Being demolished. <laughs> BAL0011, sold. Barge sold and towed to Portland, Maine. BAL0100, sold. No superstructure. They spent, they spent like, hundreds of millions of dollars on this, and all of them were immediately scrapped. Like, all of this secrecy, all of this, like, like rent leasing space from the U.S. military, and, like, all this secret keeping and paying off officials, and it's like, it was... None of it went anywhere, and they, they lost millions of dollars on it. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing about the big five tech companies especially is there's actually a portion of their budget dedicated to failures. Right. Like, they will try these insane, like, incredibly costly experiments, and they know they're, like, 99.9% .9 going to fail. Right. Just to, like, because they have the budget for it, and one, with the hope that one in 10,000 will work and make them a billion dollars. Right. Exactly, yeah. I'm, I mean, like, Facebook, literally every year they come out with, like, at least half a dozen new apps that no one ever hears about. Like, these experimental apps that are literally just put out to try to displace current, right. like, apps that are rising in the marketplace. And they'll just call them, like, like you know, Gub or something. And right, just, like, some right. stupid name. Right. And, like, hoping that they'll, like, become the next big thing. And they'll pour millions of dollars, and it's just nothing. Right. And it's because they allocated... They've already allocated the budget for the failure. Totally. It's, like, it's, it's totally... Like, they don't even have to care. Because they have money to burn. Right. And they want to burn money cause they, just to test things. Right. Well, part of it actually is, like... Like okay, you have to pay you have to pay taxes on profits, mm -hmm. right? If you're if you're just burning money, yeah, 
with these side projects, that's that's a cost, right? You're yeah. not actually making profit there. Totally. If it's being reinvested. And so you don't have to pay like any taxes on it. Yeah, so it's a win-win. Like they get to test things and not pay taxes. Right. And cycle like cycle that money back into the company. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just that's how you get the giant Google floating right. boat sphere. <laughs> the boat barge. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not sphere. It's uh the it's boat cube. The boat cube. <laughs> The crazy boat cube. <laughs> right. Well, and Google originally had visions for this of it being like a big, beautiful structure with like sails and masts, but it's still like a big cube. It's yeah. not seaworthy. Yeah. Like this thing will not be able to navigate, really. I just imagine you're like having like a nice like picnic on the beach with your family, like playing in the waves, and like you spot something in the distance, <laughs> like rising out of the mist. And you're just like, is that cube shaped? And it's like, is that the. The Google logo is like, oh. <laughs> Everybody runs running on the beach. Right. It's like going to like take and over your village. People react to it like a Borg cube. Yeah. <laughs> like Assimilate. A, people react like like a Viking ship coming to like, <laughs> like, like, like plunder their the, village. The Google employees start like, they climb over the sides and pick it up like a, yeah. like, like a long ship. <laughs> Singing a Viking war song. Yeah. But this was like, I like I had to cut it just for I had to cut it just for time. But there were so many articles like, like okay, that the the first article I read about this this San Francisco reporter basically figuring out who owned this mysterious barge. Yeah, um, there were a ton of articles before that about like people. Like, the first time one of these barges was being constructed, it was in Maine, like, the complete other side of the company, and people had no idea what it was. It was this enormous project in this nothing town in Maine that had, like, that had, like, military personnel and private security and all this secrecy, and people were, like, people literally thought they were building, like, a floating black site prison (laughs) or something. Right, I I picture Azkaban from Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) And people were talking about it like that. They were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's like, what's with, what are they building out here? And all these rumors start to like, it's like, that's where they, that's where they keep the wizards that have like broken right. wizard law or whatever. Right. <laughs> broken the wizard rules. <laughs> but no, people thought it was, people legit thought it was like the CIA. Right. Because it was that level of secrecy. But then it turns out to be fucking Google. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're going to show off new Google technologies right. or whatever. They, they, Google specifically said it, they wanted to build these barges to show off the Google Glass. <laughs> which is another enormous failure for Google yeah. that we have to talk about at some point. It's like, why do you have to go to the Google barge to wa- to like look at like Google's crappy like... Like experimental technology. Right, right. They, you don't need a special barge to show off your shitty products. Right. It's like, who's going to... Yeah, it's just... I, I just love that they, like, they didn't even, like, think about the federal regulations for seaworthiness. Right. Like... It's like, no, we built a barge. It's like it, it can't float, Google. Yeah. And as soon as the as soon as the Coast Guard's like, no, you have to like adhere to these standards, they immediately just scrap the project. Right. Like, nope. <laughs> like, fuck it. That's like, ah, whatever. Ah, damn it. That'll cost us an additional <laughs> We gotta buy fire extinguishers for this thing? That'll cost us like at least two thousand dollars. Like <laughs> Per per ship, it's like like fuck it, like like scrap it. Let's move scrap, on to the scrap the whole thing. Like we're gonna move on to the Google Sky Tetrahedron or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the Google the Google Sky Cube. Yeah. It's like, we take to the skies. <laughs> move to the skies, boys. Welcome to the Google Hedron. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it's like how, it's like you know like Google it has to like float like it has to like it has to comply with shut the up we're moving on to the next thing we're, we're building, going to space we're building a second moon yeah. <laughs> it's just like was there ever like a success plan with this Google or did you just want to like show that you could build a, a boat <laughs> it was just one guy who really wanted to build a barge it's like I, it's like there's like some meeting where the guy's like what if we did a Google barge and then like like the other guy's like, shut up, Chad. That's stupid. He's like, I'll show you. Like, Come here. Like whoever wants to join my team, we're gonna build a Google barge. Oh, I'll show you. I'll show you, Harry. Oh god. Just to prove a point to Chad. Right. How <laughs> come Chad gets all the funding? I'll show you with my barge. Chad's building his like. A volcano like data center or whatever. <laughs> he's, he's building. Yeah. <laughs> he's building his like Google volcano layer. Yeah. Uh, Chad's volcano is all built a, a barge. <laughs> How come journalists are investigating the barges and not my volcano layer? <laughs> my volcano layer is just as good as Chad's barge. Which I wouldn't be surprised because these executives just get assigned to these crazy projects right. and try to like earn like a name for themselves like creating the google cube or whatever. right right oh god oh wow that was there you just go like, <laughs> it's just like the same feeling of like dread and confusion as we work but like more of just like kind of like a punch drunk version of just like right. like what what was the point right it's like there were never any stakes in this yeah <laughs> it's like oh you were building a cq it's like no we weren't forget it like it's scrapped <laughs> right it's like <laughs> it's 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 almost like Google was like a weird shut-in teenager yeah. that like th their parents walked in on them like building a, f a homemade flashlight or yeah. something. <laughs> like they were they scrapped it so fast it was like they were embarrassed about it. Right. They just like chucked it through the window. So, <laughs> yes, uh, like pulls their like math textbook like back. In. So yes, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to this pile of sponges and rubber gloves. Yeah. <laughs> like the parent just like slowly backs out. <laughs> just okay, Google. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, we should do an episode on Google Glass, though. We totally need to do an episode on Google Glass. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, that, that about wraps it up, I think. But thanks for listening, and uh, we love you. We love you very much. Thanks. <laughs>